You're listening to a Brain Stew Fresh Fright Review. And welcome to a brand new Brain Stew Fresh Fright Review. I'm Justin. I'm B Ratty. B Ratatatat in the motherfucking house. And ladies and gentlemen, we are here to talk about a movie that just landed the day before we recorded this episode. Unfortunately, our boy Jeremy Moorhead is not available this evening for this episode, but you'll be seeing him next week. For another zombie-centric episode, we're talking about Rob Zombie's The Monsters, which just landed on Netflix, and every person on the planet, as far as I can see, Brady, you correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. is it not every person on the planet talking about this thing? It's every person in the universe talking about this thing. There's probably some other fucker on Jupiter and Mars talking about this shit. That's how big of a deal it is, well, at least in terms of the horror community, if you will. I mean, Rob Zombie, all right, well, if you've listened to a long <laughs> amount of episodes of Epic Film Guys, the library, you'll you'll know my stance on Rob Zombie, but I'll say it right now here at the forefront. I grew up a massive White Zombie fan. Astro Creep is one of my favorite 90s albums of all time. I've seen Rob Zombie live a handful of times, always really dog his early music, and I've given pretty much almost every one of his films a chance. But, Brady, I grew up in the 90s at a time when TV land was a thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a period where a lot of the old shows from the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and, of course, the 80s were all going through reruns and syndication on cable television. And one of my favorite shows to watch, believe it or not, was the monsters and it was a gateway drug for me into horror and monsters and it i mean to be honestly to be as clear as possible here i saw herman munster on screen before i ever saw boris karloff as frankenstein's mm-hmm. monster i mean it was just this is a thing that i think a lot of kids that grew up in the 90s monsters were on all the time and i watched them after school and whenever they were on television where, did you ever watch the monsters as a kid? I know you were you had a very strict upbringing. <laughs> yeah, so with my strict upbringing though, TV Land was like one of the only channels we could watch because we watched like the Andy Griffith show and I love Lucy. Um Bonanza was always on at some point. Fucking or Bonanza, man. Uh Big Hoss. Uh and the monsters was one that like my family didn't really watch a lot, but it was it wasn't something like we avoided like Scooby Doo at that time. Like it was one of those things that was like, okay, like this is an older show. So according to my family, if it was that old and like black and white, it was fine. Um but it's I was a never a very like, strange mindset to have. It's it was black and I was, white, uh, let him watch it. <laughs> I was wasn't um Yeah, like my cousins, side note, could watch like Night of the Living Dead. Because that shit's like in black, black and, white. and white. Yeah, and like that was fine, but like we couldn't watch anything like they couldn't watch The Lion King. But anyways, um, uh, to be fair, there's there's some pretty brutal, scary shit in The Lion King. I mean, there's a lot of deep stuff about loss in that movie. I mean, 
Eh, Night of the Living Dead, eh. a daughter murders her mom and stuff. Yeah, but, big you know. deal. Um, who hasn't, you know? But right. no, the monsters wasn't big in our household. Um, for me though, you know, I I actually saw Pet Cemetery before I really understood who Fred Gwynn was. Um, it's and a dumb road. As I got older, that I road. Reruns of the monsters. I was like, "Oh, it's fucking." That's like, your next Herman tattoo, Monster. by the way, be ready. You you just got to get a fucking portrait of Fred Gwynn. From it's Pet him Center. with the Chelsea grin. Yeah, <laughs> but you got to have seriously huge quotes around it. That damn road. It's gonna be so. He's gonna be between my shoulder blades when his. In his uh, his overalls, and then down my spine is going to be a road with an Aranko truck, and it's just going to say that damn road. <laughs> I mean, listen. So you live up near. You're in Boston right now, so you're out ah. that way. Do, do you ever hear so, anyone with that accent up there? Uh, it's never been that bad, but then again, that was also Maine, and Maine has a That's whole true. different set of accents. That's true. That's true. Um, but the, I think the most I've heard in Boston is uh is in South Boston, and I was like, Jesus Christ, where am I? Like, it's it sounded like everybody was acting. I'm surprised like, you don't I, have a fucking accent yourself by now, but... No, I mean, I can try, but, you know, it might... One day I might get on here and start really being like, Harvard, but, I mean... Harvard. It can't be any worse than Mark Wahlberg and all that. Down in the yard out there by the car. How is that? <laughs> uh, it's like you're I think from New York. I, I, th- I think I told this story on here already, but there's this dude I worked with when I first got up here, and his name was Ramon, and he was like... Italian, like, but he had this very thick, like, Boston accent, and but he was also like, he was a bunch of stuff, but he'd be like, "Oh, honey, you, you, I got a love," <laughs> and you'd be like, "What?" Like, if he saw a hot girl, he'd be like, "God, look at the fucking ass on her, buddy," <laughs> and he'd be like, in the cooler with him, and he'd be like looking out through the yogurt and be like, "Oh my God, brother, you." I got a laugh. I ain't even gonna lie. He sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah, he does. I'd take but, him for uh, a double cheeseburger after. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Monsters wasn't big for me growing up. Um, Rob Zombie, you know, I, I, I've always given his movies a shot, um, and some surprise me, some don't. Um, some surprise me with how bad they are, but you know, I think everybody around the world when they said Rob Zombie was doing the monsters, like you either had his very clear cut fans who were all excited about it, or you had the rest of the world that said, mm, not sure. So, and the rest yeah, of the world is probably about 75% of the world to be. Yeah. To be so clear I, was, I was very interested to see what we were going to get. Um, and so it was fun to watch it today and then get through it. Yeah. But for it, those, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say it was definitely fun in terms of, watching the movie now finally after if you live in the space that we do being in the film criticism world and you know social media uh, hashtag film twitter go fuck yourself i mean just in general being on all of them and seeing people watch the movie i know it leaked last week our good friend of the show kellen from kellen's petty talk show uh had messaged me apparently was able to watch it early and i I got a couple early reactions but i did not go out of my way to read reviews or reactions, but I had a, a great feeling of what this was going to be. Yeah. And we had talked about it on the show proper when the first trailer landed in terms of our expectations and what we thought of that. And so, I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, Rob Zombie is kind of like this niche thing. He's an acquired taste. A lot of people like his music. Very few people like his movies. But the people that like his movies, Brady, they really like his movies. And they're very dedicated and they're very passionate about it. So I'm very interested to see how they all end up feeling about this one. Because I'm going to say before you talk about what this movie is, Mm -hmm. 
probably the least Rob Zombie movie that Rob Zombie has made. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. No, no, no. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before uh, yeah, we go any further, um, I know everyone in the world knows what this movie's about because it's a fucking new film adaptation based on the classic 1960s campy television show, which was such a huge part of everyone's childhood. But tell them what the movie's all about. Yeah, so, you know, I think the cool thing about this movie is that it's not just a straight up like reboot of the monsters and you get the same stories that you have. Uh, this really is kind of like the origin story of Herman and Lily. So uh, it takes you back to Transylvania and it takes you back to them as a young uh, couple and, and how their relationship, you know, blossoms. Young, yeah. Sherry Moon Zombie being 52. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. The characters <laughs> themselves. I mean, technically she's 150. Exactly. Movie, she's so 100 something, right? So that doesn't really yeah. make a difference, right? Does it? Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's the monsters, but it's not in anything that we've really seen them do before. Uh, I really, really, really wish it was in black and white, but we, we'll get into that into the review. Um, yeah, just a, a prequel story to what we get on TV land and uh, I, for one, enjoyed that take on it. I don't know how you felt about it. Well, I mean, a great point that you made right off the bat in terms of the black and white, I feel like everyone would have preferred the black and white. And I read some stuff before we did this episode, and apparently the studio, I believe, I don't know if it was Hulu, I, I was wrong about it originally, but I thought it was supposed to air originally on Hulu, that funded it. Studio would not let him shoot in black and white. So he opted to use the influence of late classic monster artist Basil Gogus for the color schemes on the sets. And it, if you look at it, it makes it look like what we imagine today is a modern haunted house. But if you pay mm. close attention, Zombie has used these color schemes in his videos before many, many years ago. And if you're a huge classic monster movie fan and you you know what that name is, you know what it means to classic monster art. It yep. was on Famous Monsters magazines and classic monster magazines and comic books and all kinds of artwork for model sets and everything for many, many years. And that's the same color scheme that those of us that love and adore and praise and worship at the feet of what we do in the shadows has also been using for many seasons. So it made sense. I don't think many people really know what that influence is, but if you look at the two, it could come off as a ripoff, but at the same time, it's like really true to that. And I'm glad that he kind of swayed towards that instead of trying to do something else spooky, because it yeah. actually is a very quirky and colorful way to light these quirky and colorful characters. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think I I just have to agree with that entirely. Like one of the best parts of the movie too was the lighting, the cinematography, like that really gave me the vibe that I was looking for in this movie. And I think really carried the parts that faded for me, if that makes sense. So, I mean, not to be the guy who boohoo's Rob Zombie all the time, which I mean, that's technically just, no, go, go ahead. Hey, listen, I, I'm the majority here when it comes to that. Okay. But I'm, look, I'm sure some of our so listeners will, will feel differently about me by the end of this. I, I hope they do. One thing I really like to do after I write my initial review or go over my initial thoughts is then I start looking at everybody else's, right? So I did mine. I didn't want it to be biased by anybody else's views, wrote my thoughts down, and then went looking. And it's like, people are like, we talked about it earlier. Like, you're either a Rob Zombie fan or you're not. And it's like, if you don't like this movie, people are just saying that you shit on Rob Zombie. And like, that doesn't have to be the case. And then if you like the movie, people say that you just don't like the monsters. And it's like, I think that 
This really is one of the least Rob Zombie-esque movies that he's ever made, but unfortunately for him, he can't get away from shitty writing. Like, he cannot write a fucking movie. And, you know, even with the monsters that you're you're really homaging and bringing to the front all the good parts of that sitcom, like, that still doesn't give you a pass to have a lot of plot missing or these this just huge amount of dead space in the plot where the movie is, like, not doing anything oh we, we can say right now let's just make this very clear brady there is legitimately like no story to this thing the story all. is literally <laughs> that it's a it's frankenstein at the beginning where they they make herman munster and they mix up the bodies so it's like young frankenstein almost by the way spoilers and, by the way spoilers oh spoilers spoilers we, we gotta get used to saying that, uh, but, yeah. and um sorry to that one guy who jeremy always spoils movies for and <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, bro. It's, it's just like all it is is them like Herman and Lily getting together and then um that that's like there's a couple other things in there but like they're so <laughs> I don't know glossed over that you like all you're focusing on is them and so for me it's like you introduce these characters like Lester um Lily's brother and it's like I fucking hated him in this movie I don't know how you felt and you I mean I'll let you tell me in a minute but like Herman is great and I think that like his delivery of jokes is perfect. Like that is what Herman was in the sitcom. But then Lester's jokes are like so off and his timing is horrible. And there's like moments where it's like, okay, did zombie do this on purpose? Or is this just like what he thought was good? Like, I, I just, I don't know, man. Like there were parts of that throughout the movie that really threw me. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to work the way he wants it to. See, now I feel like, the only good comedic aspects that we've ever seen from Rob Zombie came from the late Sid Haig, who played Captain Spaulding. And that was Zombie's version of comedy. And it's a very, mm-hmm. it's a much darker, more raunchy version of comedy. And he can imply that here. So the comedy overall, I mean, what he's trying to do with the balance of a Rob Zombie version of the Munsters and trying to hearken back to the the series that he loves so dearly, which we need to get off our chest right now. He is a massive fan. I mean, he Mm -hmm. grew up watching this show and even way before this movie was even announced or thought of, he's always referenced the monsters as being one of his biggest influences in terms of monsters and horror and the like. But I agree with you. I found that character to be one note the makeup was, I mean, classic, <laughs> yeah. I mean, generic, like it probably took five minutes to put that mask on and tape it to the back of his head, like Lon Chaney Jr. referenced werewolf makeup slash mask. Uh, not funny at all. Not funny yeah. at all whatsoever. And dude, like, I get it's a PG movie. It's based off the monsters, but there are literally no stakes in this movie. Like, the the biggest thing in the movie was what? The Lester got Herman to sign over the deed to the castle, spoiler alert. And, like, I just don't, like, I didn't care. Because, you know, that's the other, that's the flip well, side of having an origin story, is you know that they get Monster Mansion. I so, feel like, like it's you're implied, like, okay, cool, though. like, I don't care. Well, it's implied, and also, if, if you watch every episode, and, and like I mentioned this to Danielle when we were watching it, because she referenced this as we watched this, because we showed our daughter the monsters at a very young age, and I, myself, still watch it all the fucking time I watched it. The day that I heard that Zombie was going to be doing this, and I watched it the day of the trailer release and stuff, just so I could, you know, get it inside my head as deeply as possible. Hey, 
real quick, as the monsters expert here, was Lester a character in the show? He was mentioned. Yeah, but he like, and I get that because like they ended up having Eddie, and Eddie is werewolf, so like she has the DNA. But like, I don't remember him ever being a big he part was, of the show. He was never on the show, as far as okay. I remember. It I just, mean, I'm saying I, it feels I, I, forced, yeah. man. Like all well, it was was getting them to move. The whole thing with the castle was just a way to say, here's how they moved from Transylvania to the United States. And it's like, yeah, I mean, of course, and I think like at the core here, what Rob Zombie was really trying to do, um, and we're gonna get deep here in a minute. Uh, in terms in terms of the the good and the bad of this movie but he was really trying to make like a love story like this origin love story because the core of what the monsters really is and you watch the show it's lily and herman and then of course we have grandpa who's literally like the funnest character of the entire <laughs> yeah. series and we're going to get to the grandpa of this movie in a few moments but he was trying to make a, a love story, kind of in his own way, a love story slash comedy in an homage to one of his favorite things. And some of it works. Most of it does not mm-hmm. for a very large reason, which I'm going to get to. Um, but I mean, you nailed it on the fucking head. You nailed it into the neck just like a fucking bolt on Herman. Went for the jugular like neck. Grandpa. I mean, he just, he, the story is so lackluster, but I mean... When you look at it at its core, it really does run like in really overly long, really badly written, one of the weaker Monsters episodes, but with a lot of other shit thrown in for no it's reason. Just, it's just bad editing, I think, is what you can boil it down to. It's it's Rob Zombie editing. It's saying like, okay, like I've filmed all this and it has to stay. And everybody was like, okay, sure. But I'm gonna- um, And then he gets on fucking, what, Twitter and Facebook and rants at everybody when they were complaining about the movie and, and then tries to defend it. Says, oh, it's not going to fucking matter. Like, you made the movie, man. Like, just stick with it. Like, if you really care about it as much as you say you care about it, like you said, you cared about Halloween. Like, just fucking own it. And But this movie did not have to be almost two hours long. It's shorter than everybody thought it was going to be, but this movie could have been summed up in an hour. I just want to give it an official fuck you to everyone that was complaining about this being a three hour movie because it was not three motherfucking hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it wasn't. And I mean, thank God because I don't know what else he would have done in this fucking movie. It was still, uh, it would have just been like 30 uh, minutes of staring, like a, the camera slowly zooming into grandpa's face or something. I don't fucking know. Like, I mean, I wouldn't mind that because grandpa's one of the best things about this. Let's, let's so, make look, that clear. I, but I know this is where we're heading, but this was, probably on the forefront of everybody's mind going into it. What did you think of Sherry Moon Zombie uh, as Lily Munster? Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's be very clear here. This movie would have been so, 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 so much higher in terms of my rating if she was not in this movie. <laughs> Sherry Moon Zombie trying to so forcefully channel Yvonne DiCarlo is one of the most painful experiences of my entire life. And I will let you ladies and gentlemen know right now, my wife claimed earlier, and which I was not aware of, she has never seen a Rob Zombie movie in her life. She watched this movie with me. She didn't know who Sherry Moon Zombie was. So she had no context to the fact that she's been in every fucking (laughs) one of his movies. Because she can't get cast in anything else. I will give her this. She's not bad in all of his movies. No. I, she, she's, mean, she's, I think she, Lords she, of Salem, she's great. Lords of Salem, she is fantastic in that movie. I will give her that. And she's at different levels of being decent to bad mm-hmm. and in his Halloween movies. 
But in this movie, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, every other actor, which I'm going to get to here in a few moments, did something different with their portrayal of this classic character they're portraying. And Sherry Moon Zombie, for some reason, just said, hey, we watch the show all the time. I'm just going to try to be just like her. And I'm going to try to mimic every one of her mannerisms. I'm going to try to sound like her. And it's so stilted. It is so robotic. It is so non it's It's not really a performance. It's an attempt at trying to, it's like a caricature. Mm. And none of it works. Dude, she is so flat in every scene. Except for, I'll give you this though. There is one scene at the end when they move into the new house. And she does one line, and I, f- I forgot to write it down. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. And she nailed it finally mm-hmm. once. And I noticed, I go, whoa, she she has it there. If yeah. she had only done what she does at the end of the movie. It's when they move into the house, and she says something about, we have to go outside to go to the Halloween party. And she oh, forces yeah, yeah. Grandpa and Herman to go outside. She actually nails the voice, the movements, and the mannerisms of Yvonne DiCarlo perfectly but that's the yeah. only time in the entire movie and i pay very close attention to this because clearly we're we're dealing with something where this is an homage and this is him i'm going to again give a big fuck you to myself and other people that compared this to the 1988 reboot the monsters today this is nothing like that at all this is a real deep true love letter to the original series at its core this is zombie doing his version but dude this movie, Brady, I don't know who you would cast in this role. I really don't have an idea. I, I I wish I did, but she is utterly the worst thing about this movie. Christina Ricci, maybe? Holy shit. Look what you just good. did there. Look what you just did there. Wow. Fucking magical. Uh, magical. Look, dude, I totally get what you're saying. I thought she was fine what? as Lily. Fine? Look, com- compared to every other goddamn Dude, performance biting, she has in his movies. My tongue's going to fall off because I'm going to bite it the fuck off right the now thing while you that speak. Always stuck, the thing that stuck out to me the most is what I kept saying to myself over and over was like, oh, I'm not annoyed with her character. Oh, like, I don't mind her on the screen so much. Like, she was by no means my favorite character or my favorite part of the movie, but like, I was like, okay, okay. Like, it, I don't mind it so much. I was fine with it. I would have rather had somebody else, but if she's going to be in it, well, I you just she mentioned someone who is, I mean, uh, you know, post Yellow Jackets, yeah. one of the best people to watch right now in anything. But I got to give you some credit, dude. Seriously, look at the balls on you, man. I I think your dick's probably like fifteen inches and hanging over your leg right now. I mean, you it's, got some uh, balls. It's kinda- Coiled up like a snake right now. <laughs> I mean, I actually imagine when I was looking at Herman, like, man, that thing's got to be stacked. They probably put the biggest schlong on him they could uh, find. You don't think I don't so? know, man. He's he, It's the skinny, tall dudes that have the big ones. He's a big dude. Like He's uh, tall, but he's big. Uh, uh, I think <laughs> <it's> cool. <laughs> but what, what did you think of Jeff Daniel Phillips, man? What did you think of him as Herman? I wasn't the biggest fan of Jeff Daniel Phillips' Herman. I feel like he he really gave it his all and tried to do his own thing. There's just one problem. Fred Gwynn was absolute perfection. Lightning in a bottle, uh, if that word means anything to anybody. And the only person that has ever really come close to capturing his essence was 
actually Edward Herman in the 1995 Munsters film reboot, Here Comes the Munsters. He only did that, and then he was gone. But he was the only dude to actually nail the voice and the look and the mannerisms. I do got to give credit, though, because I feel like Phillips tried to do something different with it, and maybe my problem comes more from the writing and the dialogue than his actual performance. I mean, he looked great in the makeup. He looked great in the outfit um, and his chemistry. I mean, with Sherry Moon is about as good as it's going to fucking get with someone that doesn't have chemistry on screen <laughs> but i didn't hate him by any means i thought i mean we've, we've seen other interpretations of herman munster since fred gwynn and you know minus the one i just referenced in terms of edward herman i i feel like he was okay but it just didn't all work for me and i just i, I think it was more or less just how they portrayed him in the writing and the origin story was a little bit wonky, but it's what I expected, yeah. like a Frankenstein's monster ripoff kind of thing, which we all knew in the first place. But I mean, it just was a little too on the nose. What did I, you think? Uh, I liked him because I th- I thought he was good as a young Herman. Um, and I, I thought that he nailed like the comedic aspects and he had the good timing. You know, the dad jokes were fucking hilarious, man. Like when he comes back and does like his first set of shows and like everybody's laughing except grandpa who's like, what the fuck? But like, I, I thought that was really good. And then I did like kind of like that, that like charisma and confidence that he brought to the character. Like when he's dating Lily or when he's like the, the, the joke that got me was when he's like, how do you get? a cranky old bitter vampire to like wait in suspense and grandpa's like how and he's just like i'll tell you later i like laugh out loud and then he just like starts banging the table or when he's yelling at grandpa like i thought i thought those moments are really good and like i like phillips a lot i i've liked when he's come up in rob zombies movies especially lords of salem i think that's another movie where he and and, and sherry moon have some good chemistry um so I was fine with it. Again, I was fine with it. It didn't do anything to me to take away from the character or, or make me have a visceral reaction where I was like, no, that's not good. Um, but again, it's just fine. It's a Rob Zombie movie. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know these actors are going to be in it, so it's really just a matter of like, all right, what character do I hope this actor plays? It's either you're going to accept it or you're not going to, and I did accept it at the, at the forefront because to me, uh, Herman Munster is most definitely... It's, I mean... You can consider it much like what we're hearing about Wolverine right now. I mean, Hugh Jackman's been Wolverine mm-hmm. since the year 2000. They were talking about recasting, and it was just announced yesterday that he's coming back for Deadpool 3, yeah, even though he dies exciting. in Logan. It's going to be a different timeline, but so <laughs> many people are so used to... I mean, look at 2000, dude. The kids that grew up, and they were born in the late 90s or whatever, that grew dude, up that with that me. character. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's like... Imagine someone trying to recast that character. I mean, in today's day and age, it's the norm to see these characters recasted, but Herman Munster is legitimately Fred Gwynn. They've tried to do new versions of him. None of them work. So there's going to be this, you know, people are, they're just, they're going to have a hard time connecting to that. But I think here he does a good enough job. I mean, he's still doing the Fred Gwynn laugh. He's still doing a lot of the mannerisms. He's still Mm -hmm. jumping around when he smashes stuff and has his mouth open and his eyes and stuff. He's definitely channeling Fred a lot here, but I'm going to say one of my favorite things about the movie and that's 100% got to be grandpa. I mean, 
Daniel Roebuck as Grandpa, spot on, and doing his own great rendition of what Al Lewis did in the 60s. And you know what the weird thing is about this, Brady? I had never seen this video before, and I never even realized it was the same person. But a few weeks ago, someone on Twitter posted this video, and I decided to watch it drunk, alone, while my wife was in Italy. I think it was Lunch Meat actually posted it to their YouTube. It's Dr. Shocker's Halloween, The Happy Haunting of America. It's from a VHS horror holiday uh, from 1997. And it's actually like Daniel Roebuck as Dr. Shocker in black and white. Yeah. And I read some stuff after this and found out he's been he's been playing a vampire clown since he was a kid. He's been deeply into monsters ever since then. And when you watch this thing on YouTube and I'm going to put this link for the video in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to watch it. It's a great fucking time capsule to like universal studios in the nineties and a lot of cool monster stuff. It's crazy to think that he's cast in this role. I fucking loved Daniel Roebuck as grandpa. Mm -hmm. As the Best count. casting in the movie. Yeah. Best he, casting in the movie. Absolutely. Because, dude, he's doing he's doing a version of Al Lewis, but at the same time, he's still doing his own spin on it. He nailed every mannerism, every movement, the voice, the makeup looks fantastic. He's just funny. He's he's just every scene that he's in, he's magnetic. And it just goes to the show. If you compare him to the other actors in the movie, who are the really good actors? I mean, he's just he's just nails it so fucking hard, right into the coffin. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think there's anything else I can say about it because you took it. It's, it's, he, I don't know, like, I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel when they announced him, I was like, isn't that one of the dudes from like the Goldbergs? (laughs) But like, as you know, set photos were coming out and, and you were seeing some behind the scenes stuff, like he looks the part of grandpa. Like, I think that he does a really good job of, of having that sort of cynicism and, and that sarcasm and, and he's like the old guy watching his daughter try to get married to some dude that he fucking hates. Like, I, I think that it's a really, really good portrayal. Um, I, I again, it, it suffers from just shitty writing. And I would have loved if Rob Zombie had just set his ego aside and said, you know what? Um, I don't really understand comedy. <laughs> I don't understand jokes. Uh, let me get a writer in here and give them a credit and say, hey, write some jokes for me, like write some scenes, like some scenarios, like do something, like help me out here because like, I'm sorry, but like Rob Zombie just cannot carry a movie on his own writing chops and and he's proven it time and time again. You know, Justin, I'm sure you'd agree. Like like I just said, just set your fucking ego aside, Rob Zombie, and get a writer in there with you. Get somebody who knows Oh, I mean, it's... At this point, I feel like everyone that works with him has to see this. Just like I feel like everyone that works with his wife while they're on set. Poor Elvira. Poor Cassandra Peterson. Poor I love Dude, I mean, I loved the fact that Elvira was in this movie. It was one of the highlights for me. Yeah. I looked forward to it the entire fucking movie. I just have one thing to say about that. She wasn't in the movie long enough. What know, the actual fuck, she dude? She comes in at the end and you're like, oh, like... That could have been a lot better. She still looks great. What about all great. that dead space we had? <laughs> I mean, what about all those scenes where dude, they're just sitting e- there? Even doing in the scenes that she's in that are so short lived, she still has that magnetism that she had as Elvira. And I know, I mean, she's a big 
friend of Rob Zombie, of course, from Elvira fame and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was great to have her in there. But I would have done something so much stronger with her. I would have had her as a different character, maybe even in Transylvania, and then shifted yeah. her to a different character with makeup on or something. There was so much more you could have done with her. I mean, especially considering... You know, she's lived as Elvira her entire life as this character. And at this point in her career, she's basically just that's her brand. But there's so much more you could have done with her as an actor in this movie. And it's a shame that they didn't they uh, they underutilized her literally when you see her show up. And there's some scenes with her uh, engaging with Shay Moon zombie Mm -hmm. as Lily. And you're like, dude, she must have like noticed like this bitch can't act. (laughs) Yeah, no. I I'm mean, just they, saying, like she looks at her in the to, face, and then it's you get a paycheck, man. So it's you sit there and you're like, all right, like it's not my fucking role. Like let me just get a paycheck and do it. Like I mean, also like, dude, if like somebody came up to you and was like, hey, we want to cast you in the monsters, like for this small role, like you'd be like, fuck, I gotta be nice to Sherry Moon Zombie. Okay, I'll still do it. Well, like, dude, they're whatever. friends. They're friends, and I understand that. Like they're all big friends. Friends and don't let friends take those roles and butcher them. Friends Justin. don't they're not let friends. friends be in shitty movies, but. <laughs> yeah. Friends hey, don't unless, let friends' husbands write shitty scripts. Let's be clear here. I don't know what the budget is. I didn't actually look it up here. Um, oh, there were rumors Rob, that Rob it was... Zombie, let everybody know. There were rumors all over the place on Twitter. I remember when this happened, and people were claiming it was like 10 or something million around there. And then Zombie himself took to social media and said, listen, it's not fucking 10 million. It's like two. That's what we had. And you know what? I'm going to give him a lot of credit because there's one thing I'm going to say about this movie, Brady, in which I'm going to be taking a few steps back on in terms of my trailer review. I think the sets in this movie look fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. They're not at all as cheapy as I was expecting on the look. They're fleshed out. They're detailed. Yes, you can tell they're sets because they are and they're expected to. He's making a homage to the monsters, so they're going to be sets. Yes. Yeah. But they looked good. They're lit well. And dare I say, the camera work in this movie, even though a little cheapy on purpose, is better than anything I've seen in any of his movies since Lords of Salem. I don't know. You've seen more of his recent movies than I have. So you can be the judge of that in comparison. No, man, I I think you're right. I, you know, I'm glad that he went for like sprung the budget to go for the set pieces. And I know a lot of people are probably going to be upset because like when you think of the monsters, you don't think of pristine set pieces like we get in this movie. And I think I would argue that like, it's not all glamorous. Like there are definitely like the colorized picture doesn't help. Like, you know, like there are like masks that don't fit quite right. And it's like, there are seams exposed. Like, and if you want to be nitpicky, you can be, but like, I, I think that it, it brings a good nature to it. Like it's a, it's a good mixing of both worlds, I guess you could say like he's got these beautiful set pieces that still look like they like could have been out of the sixties. And I, I think that is one thing that I will give him credit for in this movie is, you know, kudos to you for doing that. But I mean, overall thoughts of the movie, man, like I don't, (laughs) we don't need to drag this on like he did in the movie, but like, I, I'm surprised that I didn't hate it like everybody else did, but really, man, like performances are fine. It got me through the movie. You need to edit it down a little bit. You could have cut at least 30 minutes off this movie, if not 40, make it a little tighter. I'd say 30. It, I'd say 30. Let, I'll agree with you on 30. More cohesive. You you know, it's, it's not a complicated plot and just get a fucking writer with you next time. 
Like, I am going to go tweet at Rob Zombie, like, please, how many comedians are out there? How many people are Don't do that, Saturday Brady. Night don't Live? be that guy. Like, don't tweet fucking, at a celebrity. Don't do that. Get a writer. All they want is a credit. All they want is a credit. You know what's going to happen? Just give him a credit. This is what we're going to do. Next time he has a concert near the two of us, we'll go. I'll pay for us to go. We'll do the VIP. I'll pay for it. And when we walk up to him for the photo op, just put your arm around him and go, get a writer. <laughs> get a writer. Please uh, get a writer. <laughs> but so then to sum it up, you know, clearly he loves the monsters. He brings it to the screen. Not everything works, but not everything goes as poorly as I thought it would. So for that, I'm going to treasure it. Like, I, I don't think it belongs in the trash. I think it need, deserves a couple more views, um, a little more analysis, but I, I think it's up there for me in Rob Zombie movies. Well, I feel like we're going to find that out when we do our top five Rob Zombie movies next week on Brain Stew. But, I, you know, I, I walked away very surprised by this movie. Uh, as I've said earlier on in the episode, being this guy who is kind of a detractor in terms of Rob Zombie movies, I like a couple. I When he first started out, I was a huge fan. And then the more he went, the worse it got for me. Mm-hmm. But there are some other things to discuss before I give it a full rating. I mean, I just wanted to be clear here and I wanted to give him some props on this. It's literally Rob Zombie doing exactly whatever he wants to do with a property that he deeply adores, and it shows. And I think we need to appreciate this. Even if the end product is not for everybody, it, it, it mostly doesn't work, but it's clear to me, at least, that he's wearing his heart on his sleeve with this one. And he attempted to tap into the core of the heart of the monsters while still giving it that zombie flair. Listen, there's no white trash jokes in this shit. No wives are getting beaten. Everything is lighthearted. Okay, everything's colorful. And there's a great reference to one of my favorite episodes of the Munsters at the end of this movie when they move into the new house in America. The Munsters winning the costume contest is clearly an homage to a great throwback to one of my favorite episodes ever, Munster Masquerade, in which Herman wins the award as a knight at the costume party of the son of the parents of who Marilyn at the time is dating. Mm-hmm. I have to reference this now. So now we understand why Eddie's not in this or Marilyn's not in this. Eddie's not alive yet. This is the, yep. this is the origin story. So now we get it. So we know there's not going to be a sequel to this. It's most definitely probably not going to happen, but it is trending on Netflix right now. So we will see. I don't know if Zombie's actually going to have the heart to do it again, but I feel like this was the the implication was that he was going to do more than one of these. Like yeah, if this worked, that's what it felt like. Of course, I mean it ends on that note. As Brady said, it's way too fucking long. It, it, it gets to the point where it's mind-numbingly long, and you're like, okay, the makeup's cool. You know, I love the set. I don't care about them just sitting there talking anymore. The I got you babe scene was just as bad as I expected it to be. Herman getting a tattoo. Go fuck yourself. Hated it. Legit one of the worst things I've ever seen in a Rob Zombie movie. But I'll I'll put that aside. The score also was fucking horrendous. It hurt my ears. It was not at all monster like. And the theme wasn't even played until the end. Yep. He did the same thing with Halloween 2. I was like his Halloween too. 
why wait, dude? Open the movie. You know, give us a big, bombastic, energetic opening. The opening of this movie is just grave robbers going to go grab hands off of a, a corpse and... It was fun. I enjoyed the cinematography and stuff, but it opens with a very lackluster musical theme, and it just didn't feel like the monsters. Dude, if you're going to do the monsters, do it right. Play the fucking yeah. theme. Make it feel like a, a big, large, long, <laughs> overly long <laughs> episode <laughs> of the show. And I feel like if, if you're correct. I, I agree with Brady so much. If, if there was someone there to rein him in and be like, no, maybe you shouldn't do this. Maybe you should do that. Maybe maybe don't cast your wife in this role. Maybe get someone that can fucking actually act in this role. That could do someone do something else than other than just pretend to be Yvonne DiCarlo, not channel her. Like everyone else is trying to channel their <laughs> previous versions. I'm sorry, I'm out of breath here. It, it, it's, it's it's hard for me when it comes to Rob Zombie. I'm extremely exhausted. But I will say, okay, here we go. I agree with Brady. I didn't hate this thing. And it's going to be hard for me to say this, but I'm going to treasure this. You can do it. I know you can. There's a reason for that. I didn't hate it. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Am I going to watch it again? I don't know. Would I watch it again if it was in a black and white version? I'm pretty sure my modern TV could probably do that for me. Yeah. You know, there's a way around that. There's things that I like about this movie. There's things that I absolutely hate about this movie. But it didn't make me angry. It was a great, lighthearted way to enjoy the end of September in this year that is 2022. And Brady, like I just tweeted earlier and posted to my social media, holy fuck, dude, what a time it is in the same week that we're getting a, whatever, moderate budgeted (laughs) Monsters reboot movie by Rob Zombie, the sequel to Hocus Pocus, and the new horror movie called Smile, which is getting rave reviews from critics and which I'm seeing tomorrow and hopefully we'll be able to actually review on the show. All in one week, we are in a horror renaissance, motherfuckers. Creeps, take note of this shit, dude. We are literally there. Like, this is what we've been asking for for years. We all say we can't recapture the 80s. Brady, I'm telling you, dude. Correct me if I'm wrong, man, because you weren't even born then. Yeah. Are we not almost there right now with this shit? Everything's matching up to what everybody's told me. So, I mean, I would say that we're getting our own version of the, the 80s slasher fever again, man. Like, it's, it might not be slashers, but it's it's horror is... Well, there's slasher in there. There's home invasion. There's yeah. all kinds of shit. There's great young up-and-comers. Not Rob Zombie. <laughs> tackling these, these movies. I think it's this movie is worth a shot. I don't love this movie. If we were on a number scale, totally different thing here. But in this trash it or treasure it, I have to treasure it because this is the first thing I've seen Zombie do since his earlier films where he really actually seems to care that much about the source material where even if it's misguided, even if it's too long, even if the writing is shit, Brady, I'm sure you can agree, the movie as a whole works for what it's really trying to do. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is our review of Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Let us know what you think. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're going to have pitchforks 
right at my balls. You're going to have torches. <laughs> You're going to try to burn me alive. Oh, my God. Did the resident just, Rob Zombie hater. Frankenstein's monster? Uh... What's that mean? Torches at your balls? I think it's cool. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. They're probably going to be like, oh my God, the Rob Zombie hater liked a Rob Zombie movie. I kind of did. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I'm kind of in the middle. So I have to give it props though because it made me smile. It made me laugh. It brought me a little bit of warmth and it made me realize that, you know what, Sherry Moon Zombie? Dude, listen. We all have our career our career goals. It's like... <laughs> She doesn't know hers yet, and it's okay at fifty-two to not know yours. And you're married to a rich rock star and stuff. Like, go ahead, keep trying. Do you keep, think Rob Zombie pays her to be in his movies? Or do you she think oh it's oh, dude, she gets paid. I mean, yeah, I'm sure if Jeremy true. were here, he, he could tell the now. stories. He's he's told stories, and I know these stories uh, about their open marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, there there there's that thing too. Who who, who knows? In those costumes. I mean, Herman Munster might have gotten on his. But ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> it's spooky season. So we hope you will stick with us here for October. We've got plenty of amazing things lined up. I'm so excited to tell you about. Just be clear to pay attention to our social media in which Brady, I know you can't do any special voices or anything except for that bullshit ass Boston accent you did earlier. <laughs> I don't even know if that was Boston. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But uh yeah, man, I mean, you know, for anybody out there, you can find us on all social media platforms. We're on fucking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Epic Film Guys. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, you know, please like feel free to give us a rate and review. You know, we have a, a poster competition going on right now for the new Halloween Ends poster. So theatrical, official theatrical poster. Yeah, get on Not there no and bullshit give us a bootlegs. fucking rate and review. Like you can say how much you hate us, you can say how much you love us, how much you trash or treasure us. But like, please, like, feel free. Just come say hi on social media and anything. Give us ideas of what you want us to review. I mean, we're we're always looking and listening. Great job, Brady. Seriously, thanks. Look at this young man. Look at our me. strapping young lad here. I concur with Brady, and until next time, I'm Justin. I'm B-Ratty. And we miss you, Jeremy, but until next time, I always ask you to keep it creepy.